0: Se- secrets and exclusions are, are some of the worst things that can happen in a family system. And, and secrets are exclusions of uh, important events that happen in a family. Welcome to Living to Be with your host, Reno Gevers, a podcast aimed to inspire you in becoming your authentic self. Life can be a topsy-turvy world of ups and downs as you deal with health, spiritual growth and self-development issues. But from the day you were born, you are meant to become who you really are and to live your destiny.
1: Today we'll talk about the wounds from the past, often found in family history and ancestral roots. Christian Lowly's forged a successful career in the corporate world before discovering his true heart's calling after wrestling with his own childhood wounds. Christian is an esteemed certified facilitator in family constellations and systematic coaching who brings a compassionate approach to the process. With extensive training, Under leading experts in the field, Christian creates a safe and nurturing environment for participants to explore their family constellations and embark on a journey of healing and self-discovery. Welcome to our show, Christian. Thank you, Rhino. Thank you for having me. Yes. uh, Can you uh, explain for our listeners what is a family constellation?
0: yeah absolutely um, family constellations is um, a therapeutic um, modality that allows people to explore their relationships within within their family and uh, family constellations you can do that in a one-to-one setting or which is very uh, which it's uh, more popular for in its in a group session and what's fascinating about family constellations is that, if you're somebody that wants to explore your family dynamics and you join a family constellations circle with a facilitator, um, in this circle, you'll be able to pick representatives that represent your, your ancestors. And these people are people that typically you don't know. And um, as you select uh, these people to select, uh, be your, represent your ancestors and the facilitator asks you questions about understanding your uh, your dynamics in your family, these representatives start, um, they start picking up information or feelings and they start moving in different directions. They start uh, turning to or turning away from different other representatives. And it's fascinating because... You know, we're not uh, um, 100% sure how this happens yet. Uh, There's different theories. There's, um, you know, uh, morphic resonance uh, theory by Rupert. You may know him, but um, yeah, there's a theory of uh, morphic resonance that... Ah, Rupert
1: Sheldrake, right? Rupert
0: Sheldrake, that's it. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So there's a theory that like, that's one theory, how we know from a scientific way how people are able to pick up some of the resonances, although these representatives have nothing to do with the person who's exploring their family dynamics. But in this group session, this person that's exploring the family family dynamics and these strangers who are picking up the 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 resonance are then you're able to see a picture that maybe internally weren't so clear or maybe you had some blind spots. And that picture, um allows people to have very quick breakthroughs a lot of times um so uh, these family constellation circles the first time i came across it, it it really blew my mind i had done a lot of different therapies and modalities in my own healing uh, journey and um when i came to constellations uh, towards the end or or towards you know when i had done a lot of different modalities it was very clear to me. It was very impactful to me and um, very clear to me um, how impactful this is. Uh, and I see it with other, working with other people a lot of times. Um, so, yeah, that's that's how it works in essence in terms of, you know, exploring family dynamics and then having a circle as well where other people can join and and um you know people really act as mirrors to each other a lot of times and it's it's it can be a very profound for you
1: uh, just just uh, tell us about your own journey from uh, a career in uh, the corporate world to become a, a certified family constellation facilitator. facilitator that's quite a different world
0: yeah it is uh, my own journey so you know i was uh, born in germany to a German dad and Irish mother. And uh, both came from working-class families and carried intergenerational trauma. And uh, we we were poor. We, we grew up in uh, uh, Frankfurt, in a um, high-crime neighborhood in the city of Frankfurt. And, uh, you know, I, I would spend as much time as possible as I could outside because there was tension at home. My parents would fight a lot and usually about money. And, uh, you know, outside we would get up to, you know, petty crime and evading the authorities, or we'd find a ball and we played soccer as long as we, as we could. And um, one, one time I, I saw my parents fight violently and it, it really shook me when I was eight. Um, it really left a mark in me. And and I created a couple of limiting one limiting belief at that time that, you know, it had something to do with me. Um, but I created another belief at that time. And it was, um I was, that I would dedicate myself to to playing soccer, something I was passionate about. And I also took on a belief that, you know, if I became really good at soccer, maybe uh, family fortunes could change. You know, and that, that happens a lot, that uh, kids at a young age um, try to take on burdens for the family, which, you know, long, long-term doesn't work out. In my case, I became really good at soccer. Um, I got drafted into an Olympic soccer academy for talented kids and brought us into... A middle-class environment in Germany and things started changing again but um two years later we our family ran into the financial hardship and we moved to Ireland and in Ireland I played soccer for a little bit and but my dream ended there I fell out of love with soccer and um, I turned to the streets the drugs and when I was 17 um I suffered an overdose uh which I survived um, and then again I had to make another decision and I, I decided to um go into a career uh, and work full-time turn my uh, life around and um yeah I ended up at, at Amazon corporate working my way up and um gaining a few promotions uh, landing here in the in the. US and managing large teams functional teams and, and strategic endeavors for amazon.com and on the retail side and on the uh, cloud business side but you know the thing was, I was while I was successful and I was gaining a lot of material wealth, the more wealth I was gaining, the more was shining the light on the empty emptiness that I had inside me. That um really I was achieving everything because of the lack that I had inside me. And um uh I was still carrying that burden from that that time when when I was eight years of age, when I taught that. If I became good at soccer I could change my family's fortunes that little child was was still running away from you know uh the the trauma back then but now packaged into into the limelight of a of a career and gaining material success and um yeah it was when I was t- uh it was six years ago uh, I was on a sabbatical at Amazon and um I had a I was in Buenos Aires and um I suffered a bad concussion, and I uh, hit my head off off a table while I was in a cafe with friends, and um, all my anxieties and all my uh, traumas that I suppressed, they came. They started coming to the surface, and I couldn't. I couldn't suppress them anymore. There was no externals that I could gain anymore to to suppress it or to distract myself. And at that moment, I had to really. Uh, dive very deep into understanding you know how does the nervous system work how does the brain work uh, how does trauma and I started realizing I, I was carrying a, a childhood trauma and so I d- I dove into all these different uh, spiritual and healing and psychology modalities and um I did uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, for for a couple of years. Um I did um I was I went hiking here into the mountains for 11 days straight, you know, to find solitude and and be one with nature and um I did uh, water therapy, you know, which kind of mimicked um uh, the birth again, you know, it, with a therapist in a in a pool of water which was warm water, body temperature water and you know, this this therapist brings you to the water. You learn to surrender to the water, and it's it's kind of like the the womb experience. You know, all these modalities were amazing, and they really started, I started being able to reassociate myself with 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 the inner child that I detached from because of the the early uh, traumatic experiences, which was great. But something it was still something that wasn't right quite right in my life. You know, I was still often operating from a place of um, let's say it's it's above you know I I always thought that I could even when I was doing well at Amazon I was like oh I'm doing this for my parents I'm doing this for and I was in a way I was acting out of place it wasn't until I found family constellations it was I was at a Tony Robbins event um, and it was a keynote speaker her name is Michelle Blechner and she spoke about the topic of family constellations and when she spoke about it it completely resonated with me it made total sense to me it was like i had known that that you know this existed i'd done it before and she was offering sessions and i didn't the next day i didn't go i was resistant now you know if you're resistant to anything you know there's there's a clue there's there could be a breakthrough here but fate would have it two months later I was at another event and she she was she was at this event uh, and I connected up with her daughter and some of her friends and I went to one of her sessions and um, it changed my life I mean uh, I observed her facilitate a a healing circle and I I saw the profound impact that people were having and um, I went up to her and introduced myself to her in between one of the sessions and I just started, tears just started coming out of my eyes. It was like, this is it. This this is the missing link. And, and there was no words. It was just a recognizing of my heart. And um, I did a constellation with her the next day. It was profound. I, I had all these breakthroughs. I could see visibly how the people were representing different people of my family in the circle. And how I was occupying... Not my place, but I was trying to occupy different places in the family. And when I say different places, it's quite often that um, people that are in a family that have disorder or that had traumatic events, quite often descendants or the children will be placed into um, a position where they are trying to be a caregiver or and it's it's, it's often like the, the the parents may put the child there um, out of you know it's unconscious a lot of times and it's probably intergenerational that happens um or the, the child has just this you know the, the child has this um wishful thinking this magical thinking that it can save <laughs> it can mm. save the parents and it has this indebtedness that you know my parents give me this life and i want to pay them back and and um unfortunately you know that is wishful thinking of the child because one that's not the child's role um, and it, it's it's the parent's role and often when a child gets entangled in something like that it can have quite a tragic uh, impact you know on the family and on the child so i learned that i was you know all my success and all the things i was trying to do i was trying to do it from the wrong place and in that place I wasn't able to receive love from my parents um, and I was trying to give. And so my my balance of exchange of, of the universe of life in general was completely off. I was constantly giving, giving, giving. And at work, I noticed that as well. My career, um, I was successful managing teams. But, you know, I was burning out people, too, because I was giving so much and nothing I couldn't couldn't receive because nothing was ever enough. Yeah, so everything that I went through in my family um, and all the places that I occupied and all the events led to my life unfolding in a certain way. But then it all came back to family constellations. That was my solution. And then in the end, it also turned out to me, my heart's calling that everything I learned here, I was now in a perfect place to, to give back to others yeah, maybe found themselves in, in, a, in, in positions in the family that they were placed into that maybe weren't theirs. How far can a, a family trauma go back in the
1: ancestral line? I read a study recently that the great-grandchildren of Holocaust survivors were still having uh, trauma from, from great-grandparents, although they never experienced the holocaust personally
0: yeah it's it's i've seen that study as well and um uh, we can go back seven ancestors i've not seen the exact science and what it's that's rooted in um you know in constellations is a mixture of just science and this mysticism and yeah so seven ancestors is the one that that i've heard that we can go back on um i've also seen that those studies were um you know, from holo- Holocaust survivors, or um, also uh, the famine. Uh, you know, different famines in the world where, with epigenetics these days, we're we're finding out more and more how trauma is passed on. And th- they did a study where there was a Holocaust survivor who had uh, kids after who had ki- they had kids just before they were. They, I think they went into Auschwitz. And the kids didn't go into Auschwitz. And when the when the parents, the parents were released or came back, and um, the kids still, the the trauma was still passed on uh, from the parents um, in DNA markers to the kids after after the birth. And um, they've seen that now a few times, obviously through epigenetics and um what they've seen is like there's a dna uh uh marker that that evolves where you know they're releasing more cortisol for example um so it's a stress stress hormone so that um the, the children have higher cortisol so that maybe in the camp where they didn't have food um they were starving now the the kids have higher cortisol so that they can go and find food more effectively or quicker. So, so these gene mutilations, gene mutilations can happen over time, depending on what our ancestors went through. And they can even show up even if, you know, we were born after this has happened. There's, you know, there's another study, um, uh, Bruce Lipton released a study and it was um, when my grandmother was pregnant with my mother and my mother was a five-month-year-old embryo in my grandmother. She would have developed the cells, the egg cells for me already at that age. So at that age already, we're already um exposed at a cellular level to the to the environment. And so yeah. Quite, so fa- quite fascinating. Way, yeah. Yes. There's a whole yeah. range of of ways we're already impacted. And never mind, psychologically, there's there's these this, patterns that get passed on over generations, you know, and then through epigenetics.
1: Yeah. Um, What I find really fascinating about family constellations, and I've done some for my own family and and played a role in in a family constellation, uh, is that buried family secrets come to the fore, issues that one felt were there but were never spoken about. And then there are strangers uncovering
0: this truth which is really quite a mystery to me. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. You know, se- secrets and exclusions are, are some of the worst things that can happen in a family system. It's secrets and, and exclusions. Um, and, and secrets are exclusions of uh, important events that happen in a family, right? And what happens is in a family, we have a collective consciousness in a family. And um, what happens that you know in a family when there is a secret it's you think about like stock energy that that is unable to travel and and that stock energy creates this ease and disorder and there's one side of the family that wants to protect the secret of the family um, because you know it's loyal and it, it doesn't want. You know anybody to to be in trouble in the family, and then there's a part of the family that wants to release or expose the secret, and this is unconsciously, to to also uh, as loyalty to you know evolve the family so they can move forward, <laughs> and so um, you know that's why often you hear of uh, you know the scapegoat of the family, right? There's these roles, the rebel of the family. Every family has a rebel or not, a, but a lot of family have to have these type of roles, and. You know, it's the rebel that is actually the one that is trying to expose it to free the family. But, you know, they end up, the rebel ends up uh, consciously doing something, you know, rebellious that they get shunned or excluded for. And the energy doesn't get released in a cycle. gets gets continued a lot of times. But the solution is expose, expose the secret, make peace with it and take the wisdom from it. And release the energy so that the the family can go forward and doesn't feel the need unconscious to repeat the issue in a way to resolve it.
1: Yeah. So one, one issue I noticed that is often not spoken about is sexual and emotional abuse. It's only fairly recently in our time that uh, this topic is being uncovered. But there's been so much of that
0: going over generations. Yeah, absolutely. There is a lot of... Yeah, there is that and... um... There's all these types of secrets in the wars that happened, you know, in in Europe, and um, yeah, I think we we see it we see it even now and around the world, you know, as we get more interconnected, um, some of the past traumas as well of you know the Holocaust or the you know what happened here with with the indigenous and in the U.S. and all over the world, right? Um, as long as these secrets and there's more secrets that that come up in society, right? If if they don't get released and it's they get put into Again, society does, does parts that try to expose them and parts that try to protect them. And um, it turns people start fighting, creating then surf, fights on a surface level where it's really just something else at the root that, that wants to be revealed. The family constellations
1: I took part in in, in Germany, often had a a topic of uh, the missing father from two world wars with the mother then taking over the father role and also the not spoken about issue of a grandfather or a great-grandfather having committed uh, atrocities.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, one side of my family is German and um, uh, my great grandfather, uh, he was uh, born, um, you know, uh, 1900. And um, so, you know, when he was 15, he was already drafted into World War One, he was he was a military man. And then World War II came along and he went along right um with society at that time and um he fought in World War II for, for Nazi Germany and he was uh captured a prisoner of war in Siberia um and he returned after after World War II to Germany and um yeah he was you know he was he was disabled physically and mentally after uh, after the war and um yeah nobody really. Uh, spoke much about you know the war and that side of the family it just happened and you know they went down with things but you know there's was, there was definitely things that weren't spoken about uh, that that lingered lingered in that that side of the family and similar on, on the Irish side right like there's there's the famine and the, the centuries of oppression and also the abuse that happened with the church and sexual abuse and uh and so much and yeah, it it's you know, it's when when there are secrets, you know, it's it often falls to the descendants, you know, and it's it's um it can it can come out two two generations later a lot of times, and descendants will often identify as um somebody who was excluded or an event that was excluded of the family unconsciously. And um so they'll ad- identify as that, and you know, all of a sudden you'll have a descendant that turn to drugs or be active criminally and nobody in the family knows why but it's because there's a deep-rooted identification for something that was excluded and they're doing it to make the system whole again yeah. you know and yeah. uh, it's, it's very it's very unfortunate that's why secrets and exclusions are very unfortunate because they don't solve the matter they just prolong it and um, it's it's fascinating how that works that you know on a deep unconscious level that. Um, descendants will go that far to identify as something that they're not not close with. Yeah.
1: Well, listening to you, obviously, family constellations are are such an important method of of healing uh, generational family trauma. And I think there's certainly some young families out there where a mother or a father would be asking, how can I transmute this trauma and prevent my children my grand great grandchildren from carrying on this uh, family generational trauma how can i how can i heal it how how can i confront a family trauma what do i do uh, to heal uh, a family trauma
0: yeah those are great questions and um i think number one is to to look out for any 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 patterns any destructive patterns you know so a pattern is is um a sequence of of behaviors um that that get repeated over time. and you know, you have constructive patterns and and destructive patterns. and um in my family, a destructive pattern was um uh, was 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 alcohol abuse um uh, also um a destructive pattern was was you know the uh, re- how people showed up in in relationships and how the balance of exchange of give and take, was and um also another uh, something to look out for is is there anybody in the family um in the in the last generations that was excluded or that was shunned um you know that was maybe shamed and um but if there's such people then um you know there may be a question of like what can we do to uh, learn from from in, to include you know and, and look sometimes so, somebody in family has done something that's that's that you know the family doesn't agree with or this it's totally against society uh, maybe it's a criminal something criminal that happened and you know we don't invite them or they're an alcoholic or something we don't invite them to family dinners anymore you know it's it's you don't have to uh, fully include this person have them at your home every day but how can you Make sure that this person keeps face, and they're still part of the family. They don't lose the right, or you don't try to take the right away from them from belonging to the family. And take the wisdom from uh, what we have learned from from this event or this person that descendants can can constructively learn from. So, so those are some more questions. Is anybody anybody excluded? Anybody been shunned? Um, are there any any big events that happen that nobody's talking about in our family. Is anybody, is the balance of exchange of give and take, um, is it in the right order? And the balance of exchange, you know, every uh, relationship or most relationships, the balance of exchange is of give and take is reciprocal. And um, there's some exceptions that's, that's in the uh, parent and child relationship where the child takes and the, the parent gives. And uh, similar is with student and the teacher, um, you know, teacher gives and uh, the student takes. Um, and then outside of that, you know, in relationships uh, with people, it's reciprocal. Mm-hmm. And if if your balance of exchange is, you feel like you're constantly giving or you're constantly taking, and, and it's difficult for you to, to, to take or to receive, um, then that's a good indication that maybe in in the family, Perhaps maybe you you were in a caregiver role quite early, and that's a good indication. Those are good questions to ask. And another one to to check out for is is uh, yeah is the is the order right uh, in the family? Is, is there anybody out of place? Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, Christian,
1: you have such uh, important work that you're doing in in healing our society with with family constellation therapy. Uh, how how can how can people connect with you
0: yeah people can find me on systemiclens.com and that's I offer one-to-one sessions so people can reach out to me and, and book a one-to-one session I also offer virtual sessions um and group sessions uh, over zoom uh, once a month and um, people can reach out uh can book a session there a monthly and uh, what happens there is that you know I have a virtual gathering on Zoom and and uh, people join and and we explore anybody who's up for exploring their family dynamics. We can do that in a group and um, we could even have uh, rep- representatives that um, help in, in that in that quest. And that yeah that's that's how people can find me. I'd love to hear. And connect to people that are interested more about this
1: yes and we'll we'll post in the show notes below uh fascinating that you can also do this um over zoom I, uh, that's that's really interesting
0: yeah it is interesting you know uh when you know with covid we moved virtual obviously and at the beginning you know we weren't sure if, if that was really uh transferable and it's fascinating it is you know yeah. wow Yeah, yeah, Christian. It was great talking to you, and
1: uh, I wish you a lot of success in your work. And I want to acknowledge you for for your your great work.
0: Thank you, thank you, Reino. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Living to Be with Reino Gevers, a podcast aimed to inspire you in becoming your authentic self.